Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brands Tech. This episode of the interview show will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon, and welcome to this episode of the interview show here on the Brands Tech Podcast Station. I really hope that everyone has been doing well and is thus far enjoying their summer. And so today for the podcast, I'm happy to have my guest today, Tyler Good. Thank you so much for being here. It is truly appreciated. My honor. I'm glad to get the privilege to be on the show with you, and I'm ready to get this started. That sounds great. And so the way that I always begin each of my interviews is, first of all, asking, how are you today? I'm doing great today. How about you? I'm doing quite well. Can't complain. I'm just really glad to speak with you here today and go ahead and getting started with this episode. All right. And so for those of you who don't know, yeah, I've known you on and off for a little bit now. And so I know that you that you have a lot of experience, especially like in terms of customer service with a lot of different technology. And so are you first of all able to tell us a little bit about how you really got into doing technology? Okay, so when I was in the 11th grade, I transferred into a program at my high school, Heritage High School in Uber News that had a program called assist and when i transferred into assist it was a student-led help desk that was a during the day internship as a class and we basically the school was technology school so every student had laptops chromebooks and things like that so when there was any problems with a chromebook a laptop or a falcon staff member had any issues with technology in their classroom or their computer in general they'll contact assist and the technology team and somebody will go check it out, see what's going on. And also in the office side of things, filling out paperwork and as students come in, assisting them with problems that they may have with their Chromebook or laptop at the moment. Wow, that's a lot. And so and so you said that, oh, that's great. So you did this for about two years or a year and a half, because I know that you know, we had that pandemic and stuff there too, but. Uh, Really, it was two years, but um, with the pandemic, it made it a year and a half. So I was virtually doing class for a half a semester. So how did you do that virtually for that half semester? Um, so basically, they just gave us computer assignment. We filled out and did little presentations and um, discussed things computer related and things like that to basically keep us busy doing something during that class period to um, since it was a class and we got a grade for it. And so how was your experience like with this class? Did you enjoy it? Were there any, I guess, fun moments or how was that whole experience for you? I enjoyed the experience. Um, got a lot of faculty and staff members and other students to actually know me quite well through the assist program because I was basically out there in the hallways majority of the class period either working on a laptop Chromebook, bringing back damaged Chromebooks um, that were damaged and have been repaired back to students or going up, filling out work orders that teachers have submitted, like um, for smart boards and laptops in their room. 
checking out issues that they was having with audio sometime with the um, smart boards and things like that. Very fun class and you get to basically learn things and go out by yourself and not be um, just walking behind somebody the whole time and somebody just walking you like a child and you're more like adulthood, like it was like a job, which you was getting a grade for during the school day. So that's really great that you were able to get like true hands-on um, genuine experiences, you know, even at the high school level and that you don't have to wait until college or some people, you know, don't even get that in college and have to wait, you know, years of yeah, education before they can really get a hands-on, yeah, I guess a hands-on feel for what they want to do. And so was it nice being able to have that type of responsibility earlier on? Uh, it was great because it helped me along the way with learning things such as customer service and responsibilities and figuring how to learn how to troubleshoot and figure things out on your by yourself when there's nobody else there to help you at the moment. That's really great to hear. And so did they like tell you all how to do some of the stuff like like at the beginning or like help give you all like a quick crash course or how did that work? Or was it really like on your own from day one? So from the beginning, like the first marking period, first semester, we was um, doing all the work with um, one of the tech members at the school department. They was with us, showing us how things work, letting us figure it out with them. And them showing us step-by-step -step directions, how to solve and fix problems and giving us demonstrations and showing us small little videos here and there of things that we might occur or encounter while we're out there, showing us all the different things that we need to know from asset tags on computers to HDMI, BGA cables, and um, cables that connect from smart boards to the laptop to display and the many different things on projectors and um, how to basically have them angled right and um, displayed right that they're on the smart board itself and not all the way off the smart board. And um, basically they was with us trained to show us how to do things the first nine weeks to the end of the first semester. And then second semester, it was just like game on you was out there by yourself figuring things out with another chamber and um you just going as a team figuring things out wow that's really impressive and i mean like i said this is truly a lot of yeah hands-on experience and i really like that you know in education that you're really able to get that i mean i've said this time and time again on both you know this podcast and elsewhere i mean i just love it when everyone's able to get a really hands-on like immersive education that's just something I really enjoy. But nevertheless, I'm really glad that you're able to get these experiences. So what would you say that you really learned the most from doing this for, you know, for these essentially two years? I learned the most about how to assist people when they have problems and when, how to welcome them and help them as they come in the door with a problem. They might not know what their problem is. They just basically give you a little rundown summary of what they are incurring. And then you have to use your knowledge to find out and diagnose the issue or the problem and fill out work order sheets of what has happened to send it off for repair and issue them a loaner for the time while they're just out on repair and basically going out on basically out in the field as I say when you go out to the classrooms and work on smart boards and things like that you get to write down what the issue is um, repair it fix it up you sign off on the work order and the teacher's satisfied, make sure everything works before you leave, you're back to the office, wait for the next thing that needs to be done. 
basically from if another student walks in or if a teacher calls down, I'm having an issue with this, you're back on the field working that out, working on that, whatever they need assistance with. I was a part of the Governor's STEM Academy at Heritage, uh, basically robotics side of things, learning how robots work, putting things together on robots, computer software style things, and many other different things that I could discuss, but it would be like going for years and years because of the amount of knowledge and things that I have experienced and done while I was at Heritage. Wow, well, that's really great. And yeah, for me as someone who you know, used to be on a high school robotics team, at least for the two years my team existed, you know, I think that, yeah, that was a really great experience. So were you also on any of the robotics teams or helping out with that or even watching from the sidelines for any of that? When um, there was competitions at the um, Heritage itself, I was there basically almost 12 hours from about 8 o'clock that morning to the show ended. So about between 6 and 8 p.m. Um, basically, any assist I needed from the um, sound or basically a lot of time I was in the concession stand working, doing things and um, helping them with a concession stand and um, when they needed something from the classroom for the robot run down there get it bring it back and things like that basically like the little runner getting things when it's needed and basically in the concession stand setting stuff up helping out just all around no specific job title at the moment for when i was there well that's really great that you were able to you know, be involved with your school and so yeah with all this volunteering was so were you very in involved, I guess, throughout high school or even before that? I mean, just in general, like for either the school or community or whatnot? Um, I was very involved um, before I started. Well, I don't know if it was ninth grade, ninth grade, I think before ninth grade or after ninth grade when I was going to 10th grade, I was at the Salvation Army as a um, basically counselor in training, basically one of the people training to go up to the next level, getting paid. So basically I was there as a volunteer, making sure everything was going straight, basically cleaning classrooms, um, escorting kids to the bathroom, to the water fountain, um, cleaning up areas when it needed to be cleaned up and things like that um, there with the kids, interacting with them quite often. Well, almost all day. So yeah, I was there and I was there approximately over 250 hours of community service from just doing that. and then. At Heritage, many, many hours, dedication hours of um, many different organizations I was in from just a whole lot. Like if I named them, I'll be going for a little while. So I'll just give you the top couple. I was a leadership ambassador. I was in the citywide SEA, um, National Honor Society, and I was SEA president when my senior year and my junior year, I was SEA vice president. And um, yeah, a couple of more organizations, but it's a long list, as I said earlier, that when they would go through all of them, I was also in principal's advisory group, um, superintendent's advisory group on education and organizations like that. Wow, you're right. That that was that is honestly a lot. Like, I don't even know how you manage like so much time. And I definitely applaud you, first of all, for the 250 hours and and I mean, I think that's truly is great, especially like giving back to the community, you know, especially at an early age. I mean, I think that is really commendable. So truly, thank you on behalf of, you know, 
everyone, <laughs> you know, really thank you so much for doing that. I mean, I think that's honestly really great. And so were you able to continue with that at all during the, you know, during this pandemic by any chance? Um, by any chance, I really haven't got to do as much because a lot of places, they're not really needing volunteers for many things that I was doing. But while the pandemic was going on, um, at the end of my senior year, I was still held the role as SEA president to the end of the school year. I stayed in SAGE, the student advisory group against education with the superintendent, principal's advisory group with education at Heritage and um, National Honor Society and leadership ambassadors. I was still with all the organizations at my school from when school closed all the way to the end of the school year. We kept working just virtually and figuring things out, what we could do to improve and make students activities and things like that. Did other people also stay like involved throughout, you know, throughout the time of like really everything being concentrated in the virtual environment or was it a noticeable difference from from when everything was yeah, in, in person and traditional just a few months prior? It wasn't much of a difference, but it was just a little bit more challenging because we had to figure out ways to implement and find ways to make meetings and um, virtual meetings. Are, they're great, but in-person meetings with your other members of the organization are much better, but you have to adapt to the new environment with the COVID that's going on that we had to go virtual and have virtual meetings and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's all perfect, perfectly understandable. You know, I think that, yeah, in terms of the way that yeah, a lot of my experiences were, is that, yeah, a, a lot of people don't feel like as compelled to be really involved, like within the the current virtual environment as in like the involuntary. But for those who who wish to be virtual, yeah, and wish to be involved, they are very involved. And same for those, yeah, in-person people who, you know, who enjoy being in person, they're being involved. So hopefully over these, you know, this next year or so that, everyone's really able to get back to whatever education style they're comfortable with and, and leadership style as well. So hopefully, you know, community service can continue growing and, you know, and a lot of people are able to get more involved with the community over time, hopefully. Yes, I agree. And I, I hope it does. Everything does get back to normal because virtual is not always the best with everything because it's a lot more challenging doing virtual because you can't get hands-on demonstrations of things like a lot of my college professors when I was at Thomas Nelson they were saying that um if we was in person we could do more hands-on like science you was doing a virtual lab so basically just a little lab online that was a lot more challenging and you really didn't get as much help so you have as you go then as um when I was in chemistry, I had to get a chemistry lab kit and do chemistry labs in my kitchen of my house, which is not <laughs> was not that fun, but it, it got the job done to get the grade. But I rather been in a in person in lab doing way um, more interesting labs than just seeing roasting marshmallows and almonds, which got kind of boring and playing with acidic acids, which kind of wasn't as fun. It wasn't like what it was in person like science in person is just outstanding because you get to do hands-on labs and it's a lot more hands and 
a lot more entertaining virtual labs in your kitchen because you don't in the labs in your kitchen you're not getting full labs hands-on type things because it's kind of toned down and not on the college level it's like toned down to high school level and not on the big level for college because college level lab they can be fun and interesting making many different um experiments doing many different things and just exploring and seeing what many different assets do is just just a different story when you can do it in a lab with professors and other students and you just learn better and you have more fun doing the lab in a lab with a professor than you will in your own kitchen because you're not really getting to do all the flames and all the other different things like that you're just doing the little toned down stuff yeah that is quite true and for me i really love the sciences that's probably one of my favorite subjects to learn yeah i mean i i really enjoy everything to be completely honest but yeah but science is one of my favorite ones to learn and so i was somewhat fortunate enough to get like the in-person sciences you know back like a year or so ago but you know but because of the pandemic it got cut short but at least i did get like a little bit of experience with it and and so even though I'm a virtual student by choice now, yeah, you know, I completely agree with you in the sense that certain classes just don't get those same experiences that, you know, that you spend like so much time really wishing to take. I mean, you know, like some classes like sciences truly, like it truly can't be fully translated to, you know, the virtual experience. and. And I think the same can go for like a math class as well. You may, may not be able to get the full, yeah, the full understanding that you would with being able to interact with your professors or whoever in person. I agree with that a hundred percent. And so what are you majoring in if in college, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I started off at Thomas Nelson doing engineering technology and I discovered it just wasn't for me in the virtual environment because it was just trying to figure out and do engineering on a computer from home and only having like a 30 to 45 minute lecture a week. It just wasn't suitable for me. And I was like, I can't keep going at this rate virtually and risking my GPA and grades falling because of you don't get the true experience and the what you would get in person with the class. So I decided to change majors to business administration and I'm loving the business administration so far. It's great, I'm doing great in my classes with A's and B's. So I'm like, I'm liking this a lot more and I have, it's given me a lot of more experiences with the business side because I can do business with technology. So basically it opens up many different doors and not just specifically to just the engineering field. So. With the business administration, I can go to management almost at any place and go from there and move up and not just basically just be there engineering, working on at the shipyard or at the Navy and things like that. Well, that's really great to hear that you were able to figure that out, especially earlier on, you know, before you take all the courses just to realize that, yeah, that it's not something that truly interests you. So it's great that you're able to find that out now. And so you partially answered the question I was going to ask next of what do you plan to do with your degree after you after you finish your time with community college? I plan to, um, I don't really plan on going to a four-year college unless I really feel like I need to 
but planning on going to like somewhere in a management field and work my way up and not just go to another four-year college, go to a four-year college and go through there and then still start off somewhere similar to where I would start off if I just left community college and went straight into the workforce, which gives me opportunities because if I go straight to the workforce, I can learn things and move up as I learn and not just go to school and then just be in the middle and not know what the bottom was like, like start from the bottom and work your way up, not just jump on the train in the middle and then just slowly start working your way up because you won't experience what everybody else experienced when they was at the bottom and working their way up. So you got to start from the bottom and uh, go up and not just start in the middle and work your way up because you get more experience starting at the bottom, moving up instead of just jumping in at the middle. Because if you jump in the middle, you miss everything from the bottom to the middle. So you're missing out experiences and learning things from others and learning from the top dogs that are basically training you to grow up to be where they're at. So you're just missing out what they are basically teaching you and explaining to you so you can move up. I love that you are that you are really dedicated towards this and that you are really out there to try to gain those experiences, especially for someone who's going into business administration, that the fact that you really want to get the experience of being at the bottom. I think that is honestly like really great. And I love that you know, the whole progression that you just explained. I mean, I think that's a really great path for you. So I really hope, you know, wish you all the best and for you accomplishing that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think as we're slowly beginning to wrap this up as well, you had just told me right before we record that you also have a podcast as well that you started several months ago. And so are you able to tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so um, I basically am a young entrepreneur. I started a lawn care business um, four years ago. And last year I got into wanting to do a podcast. So I started my own podcast called Tyler's Unfiltered. We talk about many different things from life, lawn care style of things. I have been out the game for a little while because I got real busy in school. Got very hectic when we went virtual and having to adjust and move all my school stuff getting school organized to where i can actually take do my classes online and study and things like that kind of got out the game for a little bit but i'm getting back in the game and trying to release my next podcast next month hopefully or this month but um discuss a lot of lawn care type things and personal life and just many different things so it's just as i grow the podcast it's moving up and i'm like brandon on um spotify um Apple Podcasts and a couple of other um, podcast platforms, but um, you can check me out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, at Tyler's Unfiltered, and um, that's my podcast that I do. Well, that's really great, and I'm really hoping the best with that as well. I mean, you truly have a lot of stuff that you are currently doing, previously done, and yeah, a lot of ambition towards the future. So this is honestly really all great to hear. So I guess what I should ask is, what is what are you most excited for that you are working on or, or that you had worked on? I am most excited right now is um, basically growing the podcast and moving up in the business a little bit as a young entrepreneur with um, starting off with only one yard. And I have moved up over the past four years to now with five not really trying to grow as much, trying to keep stuff at the low level because it's not where I want to be 
50 yards a week right now. I'm just not wanting to go there yet. It's trying to stay between five to 10 yards um, as my range right now. And basically slowly moving up and not just staying at a standstill, moving and slowly getting back into things. With COVID coming in, it's hitting a lot of businesses very hard because lawn care, um, the COVID came in, a lot of people stopped paying for lawn care and kind of neglected their yard. Some people, some people, they was like, well, I'm at home now working from home. Why don't I just go buy my own mower and cut my own yard? So it's kind of a slow period now in the, this area because of working from home and COVID. So it's very slow and things like that. Yeah, I can definitely imagine that because, I mean, you know, over these these past several months, I mean, even looking around, I know that was one of the, the really big go-to things for a lot of people when everything first closed down, closed down for the initially two weeks that you know, everyone's going to go work on their house, go work on their yard and, you know, try to fix up things to the best that they can and try out new things. So, you know, while it is nice that, you know, everyone's able to find some new passions, as you just said, that certainly can impact something like your business where you rely on you know doing these services for other people and when everyone starts doing it themselves it definitely can change the dynamic in that pace most definitely it's, it's just a learning process and just having to work through it and keep moving and not just stopping and just pitting that at a stop, just work through it and not stopping. Just you got to keep that and use it as motivation to keep working harder and move and try to find more jobs to do and things like that. So when I'm slow, I do a lot of subcontract and work with other contractors like painting and demo work and things like that. So I'm still staying busy with other little jobs like that, even though I'm real slow with what I do. So it's still keeping me busy and better to stay busy and stay in shape and stay healthy and keep your mind in a great place and not getting bad in mental health because you're just sitting at your house i'm not the person to just sit at my house and just sit on a laptop watch tv or play video games i'm the type of person i have to get up and do something i have to move around from if i'm not cutting grass or doing work i'm um doing work with my koi pond i have a 200 gallon koi pond that's outside with 14 koi's well with 14 fish in it seven goldfish and seven koi's which is a lot of work to keep them up because i have been i have had a tank for four years i started off with a 20 gallon tank with five little goldfish in it and i've progressed over the years and then i moved up to a 50 gallon tank with um eight fish in it three koi's and like five well four koi's and um four goldfish and now that i have expanded and made a big 200 gallon tank now i have seven goldfish and seven koi's and my koi's and goldfish are doing very healthy and growing and they're just enjoying life and it's just a peace of mind when you can just go outside and sit down and listen to the birds chirping and hear the water from the pond's fountain just flowing and the fish swimming around and splashing it's like just get your mind off of things that's going on and you just get to relax and enjoy nature for a little bit, not just sitting in your house locked up. Wow, well, that's really great. And I also like really enjoy being able to, you know, to really have that sort of relaxation time, but just like, but just like you said, I mean, 
it's really hard to just sit down and like do nothing that that's that I can't do that that that's like impossible for me so I'm glad to hear that someone else is like that too that yeah that's like we always need to be doing something no matter what it is even if it's just something where maybe just for the day we just do something that's less stressful but it's still work most definitely well, yeah, well, with that being said, I will still be here with Tyler Good, so please stay tuned. Alright, I am still here with Tyler, and so, first of all, this has been an amazing discussion thus far. I mean, I truly enjoyed every bit of it, and I'm so glad that we got to touch on several different topics, and yeah, and that this has been a true, real conversation. Yes, me too. And it's a great conversation and getting to um, talk with Brandon and his podcast and seeing how he's moving up and doing great things with the podcast and doing great things with the all the camera work that he does and that he's still out doing his thing and still learning and teaching others how to um, move up and learn how to do what they're doing to what he does, things like that. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, that... I truly really enjoy what I'm doing. And I'm so glad that, yeah, that as a part of what I do, that I get to speak to so many amazing people such as yourself on a regular basis. I mean, this is something I truly enjoy. And so I'm just really glad that you had the opportunity to, that you had time in your schedule to be here today. So it's always an honor to speak with you. And so I guess to wrap this up, are there any final thoughts or questions or anything else that you would like to say for this? Maybe even questions for me within these last few minutes. Um, you're doing a great job with your podcast. Keep up the good work. And what motivated you to actually want to start the podcast? So that's an interesting, that's an interesting question. And so, you know, without going too much, you know, in depth, I would say that when I originally began content creation, it was 2016, I think, May 1st was when I uploaded my first YouTube video, but yeah, but at the time I started with the purpose of yeah, really wanting to help out others in any way that I can. And that's something that I still wholeheartedly believe in. But I think the way that I do content has shifted over the years. So where have I gone from doing YouTube primarily to now podcasting primarily? I mean, I think with doing this i love the conversational pieces of it and getting to hear other people's stories and yeah and i like how i'm not necessarily focusing on the actual technology themselves but how people interact with it on a daily basis so that's one of the reasons that i really love doing this and as a communication major and someone who you know loves the whole field i think that's one of the reasons i continue to do podcasting and make it such a big priority for me to always make time to do this. I mean, just like you said, I mean, you know, there's always times where sometimes you're busier than others and that, yeah, other things definitely have to take priority, but this is something I truly love doing. And so, you know, for this year, 2021, to be able to, you know, speak with people on a, essentially on a almost daily or weekly basis at this point, I mean, I, I love doing it and I have no intentions of, you know, not doing this anytime soon, whether it's, you know, whether it's on the podcast or not, I love speaking with people. So I, I'm really glad that 
podcasting has given me a chance to do this. Really great question. Thank you so much for that. No problem. Yeah, but was there anything else that you wanted to say as we're wrapping this up? Uh, that was it. And keep up the good work, as I said, and look forward to seeing what other podcasts you have out and listening to the podcast because these podcasts are going great. And podcasts is like the thing now these days. When you're not wanting to listen to music, just listen to the podcast and you get to hear what people have to say and what they think and learn from podcasts. That's where it originated me to actually want to start a podcast because I started off listening to one. And I was like, this is something that's very interesting. And I was like, I want to get into sharing my life story and, uh, and talking about things that are in life, lawn care field, things like that in the outdoors. And it motivated me to start the podcast because I was originally just on Instagram, just doing my thing there. But I was like, I want to reach more people than just on Instagram because some people, they just get in the car and hook up Apple podcasts to the radio and just listen to podcasts on the way to work or on the way home. Or while they're out just working, they're just listening to podcasts. Not everybody's just listening to music now these days. It's like you have to feel and learn and explore new things because of during COVID, it's not a lot of new music's not being released. It's a lot more like YouTube type content and podcasts that are being released because there's it's hard to kind of get music re- produced with other artists because of COVID. And with podcasts, you can just you can be one location. And the other person be at another location and you can get the podcast done that way and not just both of you have to be at the same place. So it's a lot that um, takes place when you have to do like music and the difference with podcasts. Because podcasts, as I said, you can be you don't have to be in the same city, same location. You can be one person can be in the United States. Another person can be in, on, in Canada or one person be in Virginia another person be in California. But when you're doing music. It's kind of hard to do things like that. You have to be in a central place, everybody at one time. And with podcasts, you can you don't have to do that. And like right now, me and Brandon, we're totally two different places right now. And we're still getting podcasts, a podcast right now recorded and doing great things and explaining our life stories and basically talking and letting people know different things and what um what life's about and learning from each other. Yeah, I really, really love the explanation and I mean, that pretty much highlights, yeah, like, I think what you said, like, honestly really represents, like, why a lot of us do podcasts and listen to them. I mean, I think it's so great that we're able to have this medium where we're able to to really speak and have these, you know, these conversations and really hear other people's perspectives on things. And I mean, I think all of this is really great. And so... Thank you once again, Tyler, for being here. It's always a pleasure being able to speak with you. And of course, best of luck in your business ventures, your podcast, your education, and everything else that you've mentioned and even stuff you haven't. Thank you. And same to you with your podcast and all your other things that you would do and your college. I hope you everything goes well and you're successful. Thank you so much. That is greatly appreciated. And so for anyone who's listening, is there any, you know, is there any information such as maybe like your social media pages or whatever it is that you would like to share out? I definitely would like to give you opportunity if you did have any, but anything you'd like to share out. I do have two different business side social media and then a personal life social media. 
So my personal side, like social media is um, TY underscore inspires. And then my business side, um, Instagram, both of these are Instagrams. And my business side of things is tag underscore lawn care. You can check me out on either one of those platforms. Feel free to contact me. I will contact you back. And if you want to, we can discuss things. Or if you want to get on my podcast, we can surely do a podcast on my side of things. And just contact me if you ever need anything or want to discuss anything. Well, that sounds great. Well, like I said before, thank you for taking your time out. And always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you all later. Have a good one, everybody.